Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Sturgeon Outdoors. I'm your host, Nolan, and today my co-host Taylor could not make it, so I'm actually flying solo. Now, there has been recently a expo called ICAST, which takes place in Orlando, Florida. And pretty much it's a giant fishing exposition that talks about the new and upcoming products for this year. So what I'm here to talk about today is I want to talk about the product showcase winners. And there's a couple that I'm going to talk about and pretty much just give a little rundown. Hey, here's some new fishing products out there. Here's my ideas on them. Here's what I think about them, uh, whether they're going to make it into my tackle box this year or not. There is a whole lineup of the best in show winners, and I'm not going to talk about all of them today. I'm just going to kind of talk about the ones that pertain to this podcast and, you know, stuff that I'm actually going to use versus, you know, stuff that I'm not or stuff that I actually know things about versus stuff I don't. So without further ado, let's dive right in. All right, the first one is the Novelties and Wellness, and that is a Garmin Quantex 7 smartwatch. Now, I'm a huge fan of the Garmin smartwatch. I don't have this exact model, but I do actually own a a Garmin, and I I find the interface super easy to work with. It does everything that I need it to do, and this one's just kind of, this one's much more advanced than what mine is. Mine, in comparison, mine is very basic. But I like it. The GPS works out well on mine. I can kind of keep track of everything. And this one is actually built for sailing and being out in the ocean. So that's kind of interesting. It kind of it has a great GPS tracker for that. It has your speed. It can tell you, you know. You can hook it up for depth. It's a really interesting watch. But like I said, I'm I'm a big Garmin fan, so this is kind of just one of those things I want to throw out there. I like Garmin stuff. Great electronics. So it's great to see that on there. Next up, we are going to talk about Terminal Tackle. So the winner of this terminal tackle is the Z-Man, the Dizel I jig heads. Now this pretty much looks like your standard jig head. It has a red glass eye on it, which I'm always a huge fan of the red eye. So Z-Man themselves, I mean, they've been out with the Dizel for a while now. So this is just kind of adding on to their product line. It looks pretty pretty much like a standard jig head. I mean, other than the red eye, there's not much difference to it. Uh, Z-Man has, you know, they have all right to terminal tackle. I think this one's more of a design thing than how they actually handle. I've had a few of them bend out on me, but for the most part, you can catch a fish on Z-Man. This one, would it end up in my tackle box? I, I could see it. I could mess around with the with the Z-Man jig heads. There's always a need for jig heads. 
and I'm not so diehard on one versus the other that I wouldn't be opposed to giving it a shot. Like I said, I do like the red eye. I think that that is a unique little feature to it. So, yes, I can see this in my tackle box. Next up, we're going to do Fishing Line. This one's by Spiderwire, and it's their DuraBraid, which they claim is 25% stronger than conventional braid. Uh, I haven't used this specific line. However, I do use Spiderwire. I use it for my frogging setup. I use it for my musky setup. You can never go wrong with Spiderwire. I think their stuff is pretty great. I actually have a uh, spider wire backpack that I've had for years now. It's held up fantastic. And all around, you know, spider wire makes some great stuff. The only thing that really has me questioning on this one is the winner actually was a high vis yellow color. <clears throat> now, I'm not sure about you guys out there, but. When I'm using braid, I want dark. I want the dark forest green. I want black. Those are the colors I want. I'm not, I don't know how I feel about the high viz. I think that it has to be the right circumstance to really use it. And I'm not sure what exactly that circumstance is. Um, through lily pads, you want to kind of blend with the color. You want to kind of not be seen. Um, musky fishing the same way you know I've never seen a high vis yellow like lake I've just never seen it I think that the fish would be attracted or they'll know that the color is there and they'll know that your line's there and they'll know that it's a lure hooked up to the line so I don't think that the high vis yellow is something that I'm going to get but at the same point, I'm sure that they're going to come out with many other colors. So the the Dura Braid line itself, I could, I'll, I'll probably give it a shot. See how it actually is. See if it's actually 25% tougher. Though I have never had any issues with any of my braided line. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what, <laughs> what the tougher part means. Uh, I've never had any fish bite through it. I've never had any fish, you know, do any damage to it. It always just seems, it seems to work out well. Even popping through lily pads, I've, I've never had an issue. So, I don't know. I'd give it a shot, but definitely not high vis yellow. So that one's kind of going to be a, a maybe for the tackle box. Next up is the freshwater soft lure. And this one is a Berkeley Powerbait Power Stinger. Now, this is one of those ones that you're going to have to look up. You're going to have to take a, take a look and see how it is because the, the pattern's weird. So it's shaped like a fish, and the back half is scales, like a scale design on it. And the front half looks as though it's a like a trout or like a salmon would be where it's the skin the where it's it's very odd to explain but it's kind of like you know the back half and the front half are two completely different patterns and i'm not sure exactly how i feel about it it looks like it pretty much be a, a typical swim bait but 
with the with the patterning on it, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it would work. It's something different. I've never seen it before. I think that it could have potential, but it's not something that I would personally throw. <clears throat> it's not something I would personally throw. I think it just, it's odd. It's one of those ones that you'll look at it, you'll see it on the shelf, pick it up, use it, realize it's not better or worse than any other one. It's just kind of, you know, I think this is one of those ones that are going to catch fishermen and not, not fish. It's going to be interesting design. Someone's going to look at it, be like, Ooh, this looks cool. Pick it up off the shelf, but it's, it's a swim bait. You know, I don't think that this color pattern is going to attract more fish or, you know, anything like that. So no, that one will not end up in my tackle box. All right. Coming up next, we got the freshwater hard lure. Now this one is another one by Berkeley and it's the slobber knocker. Now, first instinct, look at it. It looks exactly like a chatterbait. It looks like it's pretty much Berkeley's response to a chatterbait, which I mean is great. You know, chatterbait's a great bait. I can understand why they kind of want their own little little line off of it, but I mean, sometimes it's better just stick to the original. This one doesn't seem like it has much of a difference to it. It's just kind of, you know, um, just a basic jig head with metal metal lip on it and you know you'll obviously get the chattering movement just like a typical chatterbait uh but that's just that's just what it seems like it just seems like it's it's a chatterbait by berkeley i'm actually a huge fan of the chatterbait i've caught some fish on it i think that i like the way the chatterbait's set up and in order for me to kind of switch from that where i'm comfortably where I'm comfortable throwing that. I know what to expect with a chatterbait. Uh, the only thing that would really push me into the Berkeley version of it would be uh, price point. If for some reason, you know, Berkeley decides that they're going to just undercut massively the chatterbait, I'll, I'll probably give it a try then. But if they're in, if they're comparable prices, then I'm I'm going the going the original chatterbait. Just because why wouldn't you, you know, it's a nice, comfortable throwing lure, lure that I'm very familiar with. Next up, we have the St. Croix Legend Tournament Bass Rod. Now, St. Croix, uh, great rod manufacturer. I have quite a bit of uh, St. Croix rods. And each one of them, you know, you know exactly what to expect with a St. Croix rod. This one will run you about $300. And the only real issue that I have with them at this point in time. Well, it's two actually. I have two issues with them. 
The first one is they're no longer made in America, which is kind of like their huge selling point was their American-made rods. Uh, the only ones that are actually still made in America are their glass ones, which are the super, super high-end tournament series. You know, they're one of those ones that you're just going to spend massive amounts of money on. And I just don't see it, don't see it working out. Uh, the other problem that I have with them is they no longer have a lifetime warranty. Their warranty program now, where before you could just, if you bust a rod anytime, they replace it. No questions asked. Uh, it was lifetime warranty for all their rods for the longest time. And now they're kind of offering this like three to 14 year at their super high end, you know, rods. And it's just one of those things where if I'm spending $300 on a rod, I want it to be a lifetime warranty. That's just kind of my own personal preference here. I know that there are rod manufacturers in the $100 price point that offer that warranty. And it's just one of those things where it's like, why would you not? Why would you not go for the warranty? If anything ever happens to it, you know it's covered. It's not like you just blew $300 on a rod, busted after their, you know, five-year or whatever, uh, whatever the warranty actually is, busted after that and then be like, well, now I'm just out $300. It's just nice to have that little, little safety net. I guess that's just me personally. Like I said, I do... I'm a big fan of the St. Croix rods. I just wish that they would bring back that lifetime warranty and that their lower end rods would actually be made in America again. But other than that, I mean, you really can't beat St. Croix. I, I love them. This one, personally, I don't think that I would actually throw it in my tackle box. Um, I have pretty much every setup that I'm going to need. And like I said, if I were to be looking out for a new rod, I'm going to make sure that it has that warranty that St. Croix just doesn't offer anymore. Next up, we have the Freshwater Reel. And this one is the Shimano Stella FK. Now, the reel looks sleek. Uh, it looks like, you know, Shimano makes some great stuff. They aren't selling me on this one, though. I I'm hate to say it. They aren't selling me on this one, and that is pretty much the price point. For me, I'm a very bargain-conscious fisherman. I'm not one to go spend, you know, thousands upon thousands of dollars on just single items here. This one, it's one reel, and it's $800, and my wife would murder me. She would murder me if I spent $800 on a reel. And I think that realistically, it's very unrealistic that most fishermen are going to spend that much money on a reel. I would say unless you're a charter or professional fisherman of some sort, it's just not in the wheelhouse. And even then, I mean, that's, that's a significant amount of money for a single reel. Especially when you can buy cheaper reels, you know, they work just as well. This one is a spinning reel. And I don't know, it just, I don't think there's enough about it to really 
really get me excited for this one. It's just one of those where it's like, ah, eh, it's an aw. It looks all right. I mean, it's a real same kind of thing. You know, obviously you can switch over which side it is. You can choose how many ball bearings you want. But does it get me excited for the $100 price point? It does not. So this is another one that I'm not going to throw in my tackle box. However, it looks nice. It's just at that price point, no, can't do it. And lastly, I want to talk about the absolute best in show winner, which is actually a cooler. And it's by Peckback. It is a P88 MK combo. Now, this one came virtually out of the blue, pretty much. It was just first time coming to the to the iCast Expo. And they ended up winning the whole thing. And it's a really interesting cooler. It's definitely a fishing cooler, 100%. And it's a lot of how to take care of your fish. So it comes with a little area so that way you can fillet it up. And then a little spot for the cooler, well, for the ice to keep the fillets cold. And that has a little table that's attached to it. I think it's nice that it has all that kind of integrated into it. It's It has wheels on it, so you can kind of like drag it along wherever you're going. It's supposed to be super versatile. It looks like, it looks pretty nice. I'm not going to lie. It looks like a good solid cooler. Nice thick walls on it. It looks awful durable. And like I said, it just kind of came out of the blue and won the whole thing. So congrats to these guys, the pack back. Uh, I certainly can't wait to for it to be in stores and I can come check it out and see how it is. And you know, I'm I'm ready for it. I I think this should be an interesting little thing. I think it was a good good best in show winner because it's something that I've never seen before in that sleek design. It kind of took all three areas and kind of combined it all into one which i found interesting so good for them uh and that's pretty much it that's all the ones i want to talk about like i said there's so many more categories if you want to go check it out for yourself you know it's icast you pretty much just google icast winners and they'll, they'll all come up so i think that's it well thank you for tuning in to sturgeon outdoors uh, check our Facebook page, see anything that's going on new. Instagram, same way. For those of you who are on our Instagram, you know I went fit, you won't know I went camping. And we're gonna talk about that this next upcoming episode. So be sure to check it out. Uh, in the meantime, like I said, Facebook, Instagram, figure out what's going on. Uh, I haven't been posting as much as I probably should, but that may change. All right, that's it. Peace.